0: Hi, uh, my name is Raf, I am playing Grinner, a barbarian human, uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared, I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a dampier, uh, he is a fighter that specialises in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and
1: I am the great 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 uncle of uh, Grinner. Hi, I'm Jacob, I'm playing Titler, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz, I'm playing a Theodore
2: Ursa, the Satyr druid, who's a, kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tifla un, under his under his wing as she's followed him through the,
3: the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom, I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, to, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism.
4: And I'm Owen, the Dungeon Master of our Curse of Strahd campaign. Hello! Hello! Hello, Hello! Oh my goodness. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Lost Archives. It's lovely to see all your gorgeous faces here once again for our Curse of Strahd campaign. I'm excited. You better be excited. It's going to be an awesome session tonight. Rejoining us, Jared, you're back.
0: I am back. I had um some things that I had to, yeah, some things that happened, I won't go into them. Um, But yeah, I'm back, ready to play some D&D.
4: We are very excited to have you back. Unfortunately, we've traded Jared for Raph. Uh, Raph- Unfortunately. Oh,
0: um, thank, thank you very much. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately,
4: fortunately, fortunately, we've traded J for Unfortunately, Raph has, uh, he's got a little bit of a, little bit of a pain in his noggin. He's got a little bit of a headache. He can't make it tonight. So. Ain't got no
1: brain, so it ain't a brain ache.
4: <laughs> Jesus. I was going to say press F to pay respects, but, um, I guess it's press D to pay disrespects, if you want. Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, disrespect. <laughs> That's a D straight away, chat. <laughs> Amazing. You you make me very happy, chat. Um, F, F for respects or D for disrespects. It's your choice for Raph, but unfortunately he won't be joining us tonight. Um, he is currently uh, downing some ibuprofen water and uh, I think he's locked himself in a dark room to try and uh, recover. So ho- hopefully he's feeling better by... Um, well, actually... The next piece of announcement, actually, I was going to say, hopefully he's feeling better by next week, but that would be that's irrelevant because we don't have a session next week. He's got a whole two weeks to recover now. Um, next Monday and next Tuesday and next Wednesday, there will be no uh, D&D or Avatar Legends sessions. Unfortunately, I am going to be away for that week. I say unfortunately. Fortunately, I'm going to be away that week, having a lovely time up at Fitzroy Island in, uh, in sort of like far north Queensland. Just a whole week on the beach, doing some snorkel, doing some scuba just doing nothing else so i'm very excited for that I've, I've needed a break for a while but it does mean that there won't be any streams during that week um i will do my best to try and have some stuff coming out some content coming out for you guys to watch on the youtube or the podcast to tie you across um it all depends on how busy my work week is this week about how effective i can be in creating some stuff um i will do my best to get some get some stuff out so hopefully if you're watching this and it's on youtube you're also seeing some new stuff popping up because i had time to do it Um, so yeah, no, no sessions at all next week, unfortunately. Um, there is, however, if you wanted to watch a episode and you didn't get to join Josh and I and Dave for the Talk Like a Pirate Day charity live stream, that is now up on YouTube. You can now go and watch that whenever you want. The VOD is live. Um... It does have a rather unfortunate title, which Josh the Pirate, the uh, <laughs> the Corsair of Corsairs Cove, has given it, which is "No One's Beaching Anyone Off." I don't know where he got that from, but it does sound mildly sexual. So, it's from Barbie. Oh, is it?
1: Yeah, from the Barbie movie. They have a whole bit
4: about ah, beaching each other off because he's beach Ken. That makes. It's sense. like, I'm gonna beat you off.
1: No, I'm gonna beat you off.
4: Okay, well it turns out I am uncultured swine. Um there you go, that is the origin of that uh, of that title. And it, I'm a
1: feminist because I've seen it.
4: I don't know if those are one hundred percent causation. I think that there's probably a correlation. I don't know if it's a causation style thing though. Just like just so you <laughs> know. And you it's easy get, badge, like. Yeah, it's look it's easy to get causation and correlation mixed up. People get it mixed up all the time. <laughs> That's why we have so many papers Same coming in. Point. Used. Uh, sure. Look, if you want to read it that way, it's probably true. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's easier. Um, but yeah, that, that episode is now up. You will see a link in uh, the video description if you want to go and check it out on YouTube. Otherwise, if it's just YouTube Corsair's Cove, it was game number four. We had an awesome time um, playing through that session. It was a, a, a yeah, pirate-themed one-shot. I had, the, um, had all of the lovely guests Uh, create some some pirate characters and sail across the seas to try and locate a a hidden cache of treasure. Um, A few eagle-eyed viewers have already messaged and said, was this set in Nostea? Yes, it was. Um, And then the follow-up question was, are these guest characters now, do they exist in the world of Nostea? The answer is yes, they do. All of them do. They all are now canon. So if you are looking for some extra content for the homebrew world that we run here for our D&D sessions, um, great place to go and check it out it was an awesome fun session yeah that should hopefully hopefully keep you satisfied for uh the week that we are away that's all the fun announcements i have for the moment the only other fun one i have is um anyone who happens to be in brisbane uh on saturday the 14th if you happen to be around in brisbane and wanted to come and see me do DD live dressed up as my character, a tiefling sorcerer, um, head on over to the uh, the collector's market, which is going to be running on Saturday the 14th and Saturday the 15th. Um, uh, I believe it's going to be taking place in at Southside. Give me a second while I quickly pull open the, uh, the location. This is how prepared I am tonight. Um, but it's going to be loads and loads of fun. So definitely make sure you can uh, come make it. Distillery Road Market in Eagleby. That's right. Yeah, Distillery Road Market. It's going to be lots and lots of fun. Uh, we're going to be going on the stage uh, Saturday the 14th around about 10, 11 a.m., I think. I'm still sort of sorting out parts of the schedule. But, yeah, if you happen to be around in Brisbane, Australia and want to come see me live, come along. It's going to be great fun. Tickets are like 5 bucks. There's loads of really cool stalls that are going to be up with some really amazing uh, merchandise and products to go see. Not just d d related, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, and if any Can of you I give a light there, spoiler? Yeah, Go.
1: Owen, good at day and d worth seeing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> thank, thank you. I should say though, I am only allowed to be a player probably once every twelve months or so. Um, so this is probably my one time being a player for this twelve months, um, and that's it then. After that, so it's it's a rare opportunity. Uh, but if any of you are there um, after the thing after after the, the session is over, I'm going to be hanging around and checking out the the market itself. Come up and say hi. I promise, I am super friendly. I am as you see me in this. So come and say hi. I'd love to love to have a chat with you guys if you happen to be there. Jacob's smiling. Why are you smiling? I am super friendly. <laughs> I
1: was just doing faces and saying, eh, maybe a little bit over here. I was keeping it non-verbal. I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> the flow of this. So I'm glad that this is now happening here.
4: We've opened up some discourse. Um, <laughs> fantastic. All right. We are going to jump into our session. I'll do a recap so that Jared can, uh, can catch up and we know what's happening. But we're actually going to be opening with a quick... Uh, Luther, almost segment I guess alone because last session we ended with Luther doing a little bit of things on his own so we will be jumping straight into that at the beginning of this session so let me do a recap and we're going to jump straight back into the session. Our series has been following the adventures of the Tempest Adventuring Guilds, specifically a new team consisting of Theo, Luthor, Jonor, Grinner and Tithla. Having been trapped within the realm of Barovia while searching for some missing adventurers, the team have been moving west in search of a way to escape these lands. Their journey has not been made alone, though. In the town of Barovia, under the shadow of Castle Ravenloft, they befriended Ismark and his adopted sister, Irina. Travelling with the two of them to the town of Valaki, the team also soon met up with Killian, an adventurer from a distant land who has now joined the party. After deposing the current ruler of Valaki a Baron Vargas Velakovich, a man I think it is fair to describe as fucked up. Um, the team have instated Ismark as the new mayor of the town, and with Irina and Ismark now staying behind to help improve the lackey, the team have traveled onwards, moving with a group of uh, people, the remnants of the Wokter family, another powerful, influential group that, uh, well, I should say, a once powerful and influential group within the uh, the town of Alaki before meeting the uh, the team. Um, they are now travelling westward towards the town of Kresk, hoping that they can find a abbey. They've heard tales of a very powerful healer, an abbot, who might be able to repair some of the burns that have been done to Titler, as well as the mental damage that was done to Nikolai's sister, Stella. Stella walked Their journey across these lands was fairly easy. We left off uh, last session as the group bumped into a group of travelling Vistani who had set up camp along the edge of the Svalich woods and invited the team to come and join them. After some revelry, some fine food and good wine, Theo decided to go and investigate the rather opulent looking wagon at the back of the camp. Inside, he met with an old soothsayer a woman who looks kind of like everybody's grandma, a woman by the name of Madame Ava. After offering to give some advice to Theo and providing some rather cryptic warnings for the future, the rest of the team were invited into her wagon and discovered uh, quite quickly that Madame Ava has the gift of foresight, a much more powerful divination magic, the same magic that Jonor is currently learning. The conversation soon turns to darker things, and the team learns that Barovia was currently in the midst of a long game between two entities, two very powerful beings seeking to use all of the team as essentially chess pieces in this elaborate, ongoing war. Each of the party sought some specific advice from Madame Ava and learned aspects or Parts of themselves that might relate to future events. Some of the party decided that they'd rather have their advice privately. And we left off last session with uh, Killian having just spoken with Madame Ava and walking out of the wagon. Luther, you've been standing at the door of the wagon for most of the group discussion. And then once Killian stayed behind and the rest of the team went back to the fire to enjoy some more food and some more wine, you took a few steps down the stairs of the wagon just to give Killian a bit of privacy while he had his conversation with Madame Ava. After about two or three minutes, you hear the door open. And as you look back up, you can see Killian emerging. Killian, quick question. What would your, I guess, expression be your conversation with Madame Ava was a little bit, yeah, like the things Killian learned from her. What would Killian's kind of emotional state be at this point?
5: Very guarded uh, and a bit concerned, a bit of concern on his face, but as soon as he sees Luther, he would perk up a bit, nod, and then walk past to say, Good luck in there and then go join the
0: others. Alrighty. Perfect. Okay, that was cryptic. I'll leave him be there I won't press him. I noticed that there was like a bit of something was going on, but because it was a private meeting, I won't I won't press.
4: I don't think Killian was the only one who had a private chat with Ava. Theo had a private chat at the beginning. And Jonah, did you have a. No, 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 Jonah. No, that speak. was
3: with the group. Yeah,
4: that was with the group. Yeah. So about 50 50. Half the, half the group wanted to have a bit of just one-on-one time with Madame Ava. The rest of the group were happy to, to share their secrets in front of everyone. Um, for your benefit, Jared, because I, I described this last time, but I, I you see you went here last time, the wagon is beautifully painted with swirling patterns, which after a few moments of... I, I guess, yeah, you've been standing outside looking at it. A few moments of study reveal themselves to almost look like stylized eyes. The way that these swirls move and twist... The wagon itself is this base, midnight blue. The swirls in various colors, ranging from white to gold to silver, giving it this very beautiful, opulent appearance. The way the swirls kind of move and form these eye-like patterns, almost there's a sense of mystery around this wagon. Inside, it is beautifully decorated. There are, almost like strips of cloth coloured and hanging from all of the walls. In the centre of the room was a large bowl of incense spewing out this thick, heady um, smoke that collected against the roof, almost hiding it from view and giving it this appearance of being much larger than it actually was. As you walk up the stairs, having watched Killian walk away, open the door to the wagon. You see Madame Ava is currently packing up the cups that she had put out with tea and, in Grinner's case, whiskey. Dressed in these very beautiful layered coloured fabrics, her half-moon spectacles that were on her chin before, she's now taken off and are now hanging around her neck on a chain. As she packs up the cups and turns to look at you, she smiles a very full-toothed smile, given that she looks like she's in her 80s or, or 90s. She has very beautiful white teeth, rather interestingly. And as she stares at you and gives you this sort of big, wide smile, the creases and wrinkles around her eyes, um, giving it this very warm, friendly appearance. Ah, Luther, welcome back. I I suspected you might want to talk to me just by yourself. Um,
0: yeah, I guess the thought did cross my mind. It would be interesting... Uh, to have a chat. Hmm.
4: Well, I guess we should start with the obvious. Uh, are there any questions that you might have for me that I may be able to answer?
0: Alright, so I obviously wasn't there for the... Um, the you, you I, I wasn't but, there myself, but yeah, Luther was. Luther was.
4: Um, yeah, Madame Ava gave very specific in some ways and very cryptic in other ways advice. So she... As Grinner was starting to switch off a bit, she turned towards Grinner and said, "Grinner, it's not your fault. You were dealt a bad hand, and you did the best you could with it. And I forgive you." Which resulted in Grinner sort of like almost breaking down into tears a little bit, and leaving the wagon after that point. <laughs> after okay, he'd uh, yeah, finished right. his, after he'd finished his whiskey, um, she warned Jonor that uh, he'd need to sort of keep focusing on his on his divination magic and that the vision that he'd seen earlier uh, of that body hanging from a tree that resembled him wasn't actually it obviously wasn't real and it was the result of this opposing force so to cut a long story short Madame Ava revealed that these two forces that kind of are tearing this realm in, in half you know one of them to be Strad von Zarovich the other one you don't know who it is and she made it very clear that she could not name either one you guys were able to figure out the first one by yourselves yeah something about the painting that Jonor had seen way back in the durst manor something about that seemed very important she indicated that the two forces had been clearly visible in the painting
0: Ooh. okay um yeah all right give me one second i'll read through my notes real quick to see if there's anything i actually want to chuck out
4: I was going to say are there are any questions Luther would want to know cuz she, she's like I would say at this point Luther no matter how skeptical you are clearly she practices the same magic as Jonor. She even has a tarot deck that's very similar to Jonor's tarot deck. And you know that Jonor can see glimpses of the future. You've you've seen him do it in combat a number of times. Most recently when that vampire was about to tear your throat out in Valaki, Jonor used his <laughs> True. Yeah, he used his divination magic to essentially prevent that. Um So you know I, I guess, like, the question is, how sceptical would Luthor be of people claiming to see the future?
0: Um, that's a good question. Uh, I've never... haven't thought about that, to be honest.
4: Then maybe Um, Luthor's same... Like, maybe Luthor hasn't thought about it either. It's just a situation I mean... I've not really considered it. Jonor seems to be able to see glimpses of the future.
0: Yeah, I think now that I've... I don't think I would have experienced it in the past, but journeying with Jonor and seeing some of his abilities start to sort of like present themselves and starting to see a little bit of that and trusting Jonor being random for as long as I have been, I think I would be probably a little bit more open to it now that I've been, that I've seen examples of it. So I think yeah, I think I'd be more, I'd be open to it. So I think there is a question, look it's I think it's a question that Luther is probably got at the top of his queue. He's gonna look and say... Um, I don't know if you can help out with this one, but I would love some guidance or clarity or any tips you might have. I have a certain problem. I'm sure you're probably aware of it, actually, considering your prowess. Um, I was wondering, long shot here, of course, but would you know how to... ...cure vampirism? Or at least what my position is which is a bit of a halfway there but not just there yet
4: what you ask is a a multi-layered question so I will answer each layer one at a time how does that sound Luther
0: no whatever you need
4: let's start with your condition you're not a true vampire and your definition of cure well Would you want to go back to how you were before or complete your transformation into a full-blooded vampire? Because at this point, you're in a limbo state between the two. And you would have a choice. You could go either way.
0: So I look down at where my amulet once was. Yeah. Um, And I think to myself, just in my head, even though I don't have the amulet anymore, that doesn't mean my god isn't with me. So I look at her with a bit of determination and go, No, I don't want to become one of them. I would love to be a human again and stay on the side of my god and work even more wonders in her name.
4: Okay. Well then, that is going to be far trickier. If you were hoping to cure yourself by becoming a full-blooded vampire, all you'd have to do is drink the blood of a true vampire. Easy enough. Dangerous, but easy enough in concept. To turn yourself back, that's far more tricky. Most of the time, when a person is turned into a vampire, it's once they've been bitten and then killed, their soul is removed from their body. And their body is brought back as a vampire spawn. A soulless creature with the mind, memories, and past life experiences of the original body, but without the soul. Vampire spawn, if they were to consume the blood of the vampire that turns them, could become a full blooded vampire as well. In your case, though, your soul never left your body, you never died correct
0: um i don't think luther would realize that but maybe he might now that she's pointed it out and looking just a quick recollection of like past events it might make sense like probably a good example of it was when we were at the church and then that whole ceremony thing happened like that might have like I, I think Luther would have noticed, uh, like something resonate through him. So then I think there's just been little points that have opened up where he would have actually realized that. And I think as she says that, I think for a second there he's almost taken aback by that, just because the thought never probably entered his mind either. Yeah.
4: Probably this whole time you thought you were a vampire spawn who just hadn't finished turning.
0: Yeah, I think I think that would be the. I yeah. think that's true. Yeah.
4: Probably that's what Luther's thought this whole time. Mm. You're no simple vampire spawn. You are a living, breathing, elven man. But you do have some of the vampiric traits. You were in the process of turning. But before you died, your gods, Lysander?
0: Yes, that's the one. I'm I'm not sure... Yeah, she has been here. Some people do support her, but it's hard when you're in a land of vampires, and the goddess of the sun isn't really mentioned often.
4: It's funny. I've heard others speak of Lythander. It's it's funny how the name kind of echoes in different versions of the same god. Well, it seems that this god of yours halted the progress of this condition, halted the curse before it could fully take hold. The question is, what are you willing to do to turn back into an elven man? Because it is possible, but it's going to be very, very difficult, and more importantly, quite dangerous.
0: I'll look in the eyes of that same determination I had before, and I'll say, I would do almost anything of course uh, not anything nefarious or uh, honorable I, I don't want to hold to that i will do almost anything
4: hmm. good well i know of two ways this can be accomplished the first is to kill the vampire that tried to turn you that might be a might bit difficult from here. The second is a spell. A very powerful spell. I believe you've heard of a wish.
0: Um I I have, but that that is I've always thought out of bounds of someone like myself. Oh no. And nearly anyone that I know.
4: No, no, no. There are very powerful magics in this world, in this plane left behind. There are at least four creatures that I know of who could cast this spell. Convincing them is going to be another matter entirely. The two powers of which I spoke earlier most certainly would be capable of such a feat. The other, the Mad Mage of Mount Bartok going to be far more accessible to you but he is hard to focus on a task if you get my drift the name the mad mage is it's not as simple no it says it all I think yes exactly well the last the last I don't think would be willing and to point you in their direction is tantamount to signing your death warrant, which I would rather not do. You and your companions still have much use for me. So, you have hmm. a choice, and it's going to be a tough one. I told you that these two opposing forces are very keen to use you in their schemes and in their games. I can guarantee that one of them or both of them will have offered to cure you of your vampiric condition in exchange for your assistance. This is why I feel I must warn you now. Can't side with either of them, not yet. It shifts the balance of power too much, and we're not ready. Not yet. If you're desperate to get Mm. this done soon... I think you're going to need to seek out the Mad Mage.
0: Well, uh, I'll take what you've said on board. Some of them, some of the tips have been most enlightening.
4: I hope I have been helpful. Tell me, have you heard stories of the Mad Mage of Mount Bartok? Or...
0: Um, I, I don't recall any.
4: I don't. I think you've heard the name mentioned. You guys, I think you guys have heard the name mentioned once or twice, but I don't think... Yeah, I think
0: yeah. once or twice. Yeah, but...
4: I don't think anyone's like sat down and said, hey, here's what I know about the mad mage. Because <laughs> I'd be happy to share what I know.
0: No, um, by all means, I would love to hear it. I haven't heard of this one before. Oh, in passing, of course.
4: Hmm. He appeared about 10, 15 years ago. There was a large explosion of magical force above the castle, Castle Ravenloft. Lights appeared in the sky, and a figure plummeted from above. He was taken into the castle to rest and recover. But a fight soon broke out. Not sure why or how, but... He fought with the ruler of the castle, and was sent tail between his legs, scurrying away towards Mount Bartok. And that was the last time anyone has seen him. There's still stories, of course, but they're... They're not verifiable. He may... He may be dead. I can't promise you that he is still alive.
0: Okay. Well... Thank you for that. Um... No, you have been most kind of a help. Thank you so much.
4: It's not for free, Luther. I hope you and your companions understand that. I need you for this, this task. And you need me if you want to get home. I'm very happy to help. I want to help.
0: I want to insight check her real quick.
4: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Just, um, I want to, I want to, when she was talking about this favor, I just wanted to see if I could pick up anything from her, sort of maybe trying to at least determine what her what her favor could be, or even just like her like yeah maybe her aims like or just her <laughs> like how she's I don't know like just trying to yeah get yeah, vibes yeah absolutely off her. no insight check makes see who we're sense. entering a favor with seven not seven really good,
4: unfortunately. so just because you missed the last session Jared but Luther didn't um I mean she she. When she told the team about the two powers, the the two opposing forces in Barovia, I think it was Theo who asked, who would you have a side with then? Who, who do you think is the better chance of getting us home? And she said, neither of them right now, but Strahd long-term
6: <clears throat>
4: is the better chance of getting you home if you were to to work with him. This other power that she described, I think her exact words were, it will betray you and destroy you. That I can promise you.
0: Okay, that's
4: cool. Spicy. It was a spicy session last time.
2: <laughs> Does she want to tell us who that fourth mage was just so we can, you know, have directions on
4: where not to go? Oh, that's a good question. It's a shame you're not there, Theo.
0: <laughs>
4: Real bugger, because that's a great question. Yeah, man.
0: Damn. It is a good question, but I didn't think of it, so I'm not going to ask. It. <laughs> you <laughs> it's can't. Yeah, like, will, I guess I that's will sort of say, like a meta
4: thing. <laughs> I will. I will. I'm happy. I'm happy to allow you to ask that question if you like.
0: All right. Um. Oh. Sure. What? Um. What, yeah. Basically, what? What he um, said. Has just. <laughs> uh, yet. <yeah. laughs>
4: <sighs> Clever. See, if I don't tell you and you wander into there, your blood's on my hands. If I do tell you. And you wandered into there your blood's on my hands because i told you where to go it's a bit manipulative luther i was hoping oh, well, for that yeah luther
0: <laughs> if, you if you don't i i just i just i just felt like i needed to ask this on behalf of my party this is something that theodore would say i think it just puts it on my head though mm, indeed it's but... so manipulative it's unlike you. <laughs> <laughs> um, i think theodore's been rubbing off on me
4: oh has he now there is a place not even that far from here which i would caution you all about going to with every fiber of my being i have spoken to killian about this he already knew of this location and i felt it was best to warn him to do his best to keep you all away it's to the south of here far to the south near mount gakis there is a temple ...old, forgotten ruin. Do not go there. Trust me. There is naught for you there but death.
2: Well. And wish bells, apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well. Well, I'll take that... ...warning to mind. Yet again, thank you so much for... ...your help... ...and your guidance
4: any time. We will see each other again. I'll be popping in to check on you. And remember, once Tithler's healed, the invite will come. Accept it. You will come to no harm. I promise.
0: Okay. Thank you. Have a lovely night. And as I depart, I tip my hat to a, my, uh, my, my duster or whatever. I don't think, I don't remember what type of... Had exactly was Stetson? A Stetson. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Um, but anyway, regardless, no, I tip no my hat. No drinking.
4: And... No drinking. Any of my friends and family here, please.
0: I look at her and I give her sort she, of a slight movement. I... Yeah, I yeah, I could tell. I knew what she was getting at. She hundred <laughs> percent knows I don't do that. <laughs> I go, mm. you are. Hmm. Okay, I gotta watch out for you. Oh yes. And I give her a wink as well.
4: I was a few decades younger. She gives you a look as you walk out the door.
0: (laughs) I I sort of, (laughs) I just go, I just like, okay. I just tip my head a bit more and like sort of hide my smile and my grin because I thought it was funny and I leave.
4: What's your passive perception, Luther? Um, I think, hold on, let me. If it's 16 or higher.
0: Uh, no, it's uh, 15.
4: Oh, mate. That's unlucky. (laughs) Cool. Yay. No, fine. Walk out of the wagon, close the door behind you, and head down and join the revelry. Um, The rest of the party are currently either seated around the fire or standing around the fire, drinking, eating. It, It looks like the mood that had kind of struck them before, this kind of sense of, I guess, equal parts puzzlement and also sadness for some of them seems to have lifted slightly. The Vistani dancing around, playing music. It's very easy to get caught up in the the beauty and the the revel i think is how theo would put it um however late you guys want to party you party however much you want to eat however much you want to drink uh, you do so uh, by the time you head to bed by the time the vistani extinguish the fire down to the coals and head back to their wagons and tents it's late you don't really know how late but the moon dipped behind the horizon an hour or two before you headed to bed when you awaken the next morning, slowly, coming to consciousness bleary-eyed, the night's uh, activity still heavy upon your head, the Vistani wake up around the same time. And as you get your wagons and carts ready, the Vistani head off east, the same direction you just come, giving you a wave, promising to see you again soon, thanking you for a night of joy. As Nikolai checks on Stella, and then heads back out to the front of the wagon, making sure that his uh, six guards are all ready to go. Sort of gives a bit of a yawn. <gasps> oh, that was a that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? I Haven't parted with the Vistani in a in a long time. How how did you guys go? You disappeared for a bit. All okay?
2: Yes, we're just going off to socialize in a different area. It was very enjoyable. Great.
1: Okay. Ah, I was drugs?
2: What? Okay. Yes. No. Tither, you, you. you answered us it. Yes. No. We were going off for drugs.
0: What? Um. Disregard these idiots.
1: Tither, you.
0: Hang on. Tither, how old are you? Uh
2: she's in goblin years. She's like thirty or something. Uh,
1: yeah. It's like. Yeah. It's like dogs. Make me a I've deception check. <laughs> I've been practicing with the medicine. I don't think there's even an effort to deceive. You know what? <laughs> you know what
0: I would. While this is happening, I think yeah. we should be like face palming him like right now, like yeah. Just like these what why uh, <laughs> exactly 20. what Josh is doing right now. <laughs> Amongst the people
2: she is fully grown.
4: Uh, oh <laughs> what Oh, you you just have such a such a youthful appearance, Titha. You look really good. You look great, you look, you look young, you look vibrant. Yeah,
1: there there's stories of a man named Mick Jagger who also did lots of drugs and never aged.
4: I think you'll find his name is Jick Magga. No, Good Jick Magga
2: looked like he aged, though. He just never died. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Jick Maga looked 50 when he was, like, 30. <laughs> <laughs> just stayed there. It's not so much that he aged well. He was pickled young <laughs> and remained that way all the way through. Allegedly. Sorry. Formaldehyde is a hell of a drug. It's <laughs> <laughs>
0: allegedly.
4: <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> Getting us out of legal trouble. Um... <laughs> yeah cuz 100% he's watching right now going these fuckers um and you can say wow. anything as long as you say allegedly allegedly, allegedly. that's fair you uh, know what though if he is watching this let's if not he's test watching that. this then
0: we can literally say you know that Mick Jagger likes our stream and we should just tuck that out everywhere so it's a win in itself uh, i guess
4: he might not like it <laughs> he might be watching just <laughs> raging in the corner very unhappy i've watched 37 episodes of this and i still hate it you don't know that could be, could be the case spite is a powerful motivator i don't know about you guys but spite inspired me to do loads of things <laughs> <laughs> In a fun, healthy way. Well, it's um,
2: like 100 hours of content isn't one of them, though. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah looks like we're cutting half of this uh, episode, too. No, nah, it's staying. It's <laughs> staying. Um, Are you um, talking about the last episode? No, no
4: we're not talking about well, that. That's, so, that's, that's great. Um, that's it, That is great. So the, uh, you, you look so young and so healthy. And this, this um, uh, Jick Magger, uh, he sounds... Okay, it wasn't
1: drugs. I'm sorry. I don't even... I just made sounds up.
4: I was doing drugs. Wait, oh. what? What? <laughs> um, I, I was going to. Did the person I
1: passed through that pipe. I mean, was look, that what was in that pipe?
4: Yeah, obviously, Tithlo. I had no idea. I just Hang on. thought it was tasted nice. But what What did you think when when the colours started to drip off the walls of the wagon? Did you just think that was normal? Well, that is normal for me. You watch as Nikolai looks up, sort of in confusion, I guess probably settling on Jonah, <laughs> Like, <clears throat> who's the voice
2: of reason here? <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
4: Well, jo- Jonah's the one who's probably spent the most time with Nikolai at this stage. So I'd say, yeah. He's,
3: he's, um... look, uh, look, the whole color's dripping from the wall. I don't think she's um too well versed in uh, the experimental herbs. That so If it's the first time, then it could have gone. And you are, Jonal?
4: hey those 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 uni parties those uni parties the wizards nice. get up to some shit. Those...
3: the the nice men in the library it's not always just studying books it's uh you know
0: we might have one drink along the way okay
3: one
4: sometimes drink. i rip a page out and roll a fat bloke. i feel like i
0: feel like luther knows jonah a lot and it's just funny to see him like talking about this matter when i know for a fact it's probably he's been Noses he's read it in a book he's read, he's it. read of yeah. <laughs> his nose is into something that's for
4: sure <laughs> nice.
0: nice nice wait what
4: uh yeah don't, don't explain it don't, i'll Jacob to suffer um uh, uh, well i i was um just going to say um we're not too far from uh from lake bartok here um if we wanted to stop off and uh resupply with water i know pretty good for the moment but um uh, just if there's anything else that you uh, needed to get done before we uh, uh, took the detour to the Wizard of Wines. Uh, I was going to ask, did you want... Uh, were you thinking you might uh, accompany us to Kresk first? Or did you want to take a detour to the Wizard of Wines and meet us in Kresk? I'm happy either way. My guards and I... I was
2: thinking I, that perhaps we get, get you to Kresk, get titular healed, and then we, we see the wizards after that fact. It makes course. the most sense to me, at least, because I given we'd be going back to with the wines afterwards it makes sense to get the wine and then take the wine
4: i i agree i, I think that makes the most sense but i did not want to impose on you and uh, tell you how you should uh, how you should travel uh, well uh, excellent we, we should continue on then um it's not too far from here uh, maybe uh just over half a day we should get there uh, in the in the uh, mid-afternoon
2: you mentioned the uh, lake buttock
4: uh, yes, uh, to the north, a uh, large uh, open area. Um, it's quite nice this time of year. What,
2: did, were you wanting to make a detour there? or? Uh,
4: no, only if you needed to resupply or if there were things that you needed. Uh, we, we don't need to, to make the journey to Lake Bartok. I, I only thought uh, my, my sister used to, uh, to love going there and I wondered maybe if I should go there first with her in the hope that that would inspire her some way or but I think it is best if we take us straight to the healer. I, I, it's probably foolish to waste our time on such fanciful notions.
2: I'm fine with unless any of you wish to go to Zibatok. or I've personally never heard of it, but...
3: I've uh, not heard, heard anything of it either.
1: <clears throat> In my professional opinion, the heart and the soul are wonderful healers. So potentially unlocking a memory I don't know what it could do but it might do something i'm, I'm absolutely willing to, to give it a
4: go um if it is not too out of the way uh, and it's it is not too out of the way let me rephrase that it is not too out of the way and uh, maybe add an hour to our journey at most so, we still get well, to risk
2: then sure let's swing about by the lake and see what it does
4: excellent uh, let's carry on then it's it's just not too far down this uh, down this pathway and With that, the wagon takes off once again, with uh, Nikolai getting back inside. Oh, sorry, yeah?
2: No, no, I just said giddy up.
4: Oh, perfect. Yeah, giddy up. Um, As you travel through the woods, uh, it's mid-morning by the time you guys take off, probably about 9am, 10am, after you wake up, recover from your your night of revelry, and then make your way uh, along the pathway. The woods, as you get closer and closer to the lake, open up more and more, no longer pressing in from all sides, but now open and sparse and as you get to the edge of the the lakeside the trees open up entirely revealing a um a large open expanse of water it stretches all the way towards the foothills of this um series of what look to be almost like um connected hillsides rising above the nearby forest the Svalich woods and um uh giving this sort of like uh very peaceful, tranquil kind of isolated feeling to this location. Jutting out from the shore closest to you is a small expanse of land, almost like a land bridge that leads to a small island in the very centre of the lake. You can see it rising up, tower, tall, beautifully made, almost hard to see the seams in the stone it's been so well constructed across the water of the lake you can see fog burning off as the day gets uh, a little bit on but still tendrils moving their way across the surface of the lake and I'd say the yeah it's probably about a hundred yards across the lake from this this grass-covered land bridge that leads to the island You can see towards the very top of the tower is a large splintered section of stone. The edges charred black and almost melted away as if some mighty force had torn into this. Right down the bottom is a small wagon parked outside the front of the tower. Oh, seems there are people here. Nikolai says as he like looks over at the wagon looks Vistani is no- to me
2: oh yes is there, is there not normally someone as this big tower?
4: oh um most people know not to uh, go near the uh go near the tower it is uh, a bad omen uh, stories passed down from my mother from her mother from her mother before I tell of a wizard uh, who lived in this tower opposed the ruler of these lands and was destroyed it's a... It's this, uh,
3: a was it a powerful wizard?
4: Yes, it was said to be very powerful Ooh. from my mother's tales. Uh, what was his name? Um, Kazban? Kazan? Kazdor? Kazgirl. Sorry, I can't remember. Ka- Kaz, something like that. Stella was and always a- uh, the one who remembered the names from stories.
3: So the wizard was there and he's yes. no longer there, but no. you know, his home, the place where he would have gathered all of his things is just sitting mm. right in front of us just one hundred feet over there.
4: Yes. yes Guys, that's that's,
3: I think we should give this bit of a give it a bit of a peek.
1: Good. Is there some ulterior motive? No. That's not what I meant to say. Why?
3: Oh <laughs> there's <is> a powerful <laughs> wizard used to be there. I wanna I wanna Honestly, see what he's got? Like oh, I mean, sounds... Bandit's probably come through and oh, uh, taken too... a whole lot, but <laughs> you know, I can I can, you know, Wizards got hidden things. <laughs> I can find stuff that others others
4: can't. Wizards have I'm hidden a... things. I like that. That's that's good. That does sum up Wizards nicely, I think. <laughs> wizards have hidden things. It's very true.
0: Sort of recollecting a bit on what Luther had talked about. Suddenly like a mage just popping up from the on the path so quickly <laughs> afterwards. I think I would also be a bit interested. I, yeah. I would sort of peek up some support with Journal and I'd be like, I, um, I, I, I actually think we should. I think I, I agree with Journal here. Okay. Yeah, Why do you sound was... surprised? It seems fun.
1: <laughs> you just sounded a bit surprised yeah. when you were saying you agreed with Journal, like it was some <laughs> unusual thing. No, not at all. Not at oh, all. okay then. <laughs>
4: Well, I, I, will, I will water the horses and we'll unhitch the wagon for a bit and we, we will rest here. And you can, can come back and find us when you're done. Just be careful. I I think we should wait no more than an hour if you're not back after that point or have not sent a signal that you're okay. I think we will carry on because probably you are dead.
5: Uh, well, if you're uh, we going to take longer,
2: I'll give you three horn blasts and that should, should let you know that we are still alive and... You can well. If you leave, you—that's that's fine. You're still.
4: Allowed I think to we'll eat. try and wait. If, if you if you are able to let us know that you're alive, we will try and wait for you.
1: Um. Just some advice for looking after horses. You don't yeah. need to water them. You can just give them some water to drink.
4: Yes. Yes. Indeed. Yes.
1: Guards. Okay. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page now that I've explained it to you.
4: He smirks a little bit and then nods to the guards to unhitch the horses. All You're right. welcome. <laughs> well, let's throttle to the tower. Um, how
1: far?
3: How far away is the tower and uh, the little drawn carriage?
4: Yeah, that is a really good question. So it is a hundred yards, which in meters is ninety meters. Um, so it's not that mm. far. It's not a super long land bridge. Hundred steps, Tom.
3: Sure. Um, guys, you were. Do we just want to go, sort of, charge in there, sneak in there? I could possibly have a bit of a peek from uh, using my my arcane eye or not arcane eye but a p- bit of clairvoyance what could be down the road do we um, want to charge in or have a look
0: the one question i have for you uh Geronor, casting a spell like that would that alert the other mage would they was that a thing oh i th- i thought the other mage wasn't wasn't here oh oh my apologies um, yeah, well, that's that's true. Oh, sorry, the, my, head's, um, my, my head's in other places. My my mistake.
3: It could be um, spells that uh, activate upon divination occurring in in the region. That's not not unheard of.
4: Um,
2: I could always go in as a as a cockroach. Classic. Or a deer. How I tall could, is uh, the tower?
3: Uh,
4: the tower mm. itself is about eighty to ninety feet tall. Uh, looks like it's made up of a couple of different levels. Well,
2: oh, I mean, there is also a wagon over there. We can just go see what they're doing. So there's obviously someone here, so it's it's clearly occupied.
1: That's true. We want to go and make friends. We don't want to make enemies.
2: This is true. We are very friendly people.
1: Yeah, all of us.
2: Espe- especially Mr. Gunnar.
1: Yes. <laughs> Who?
0: It's good that he's been quite quiet, actually. This will help <laughs> with our discussion. I fuck lot. not.
4: Just taking a moment to reflect on our learnings from the night before, doing a bit of thinking. Are we really just going to sort of waltz into this tower?
1: You mean our learnings about the Vistani? No. (laughs) (laughs) That first group of Vistani we met?
4: Nah, I didn't learn anything about them. (laughs) Right, What are we doing? Are we going to kick the door down and go charge on in? Or should we look at the wagon first?
2: I say we look at the wagon first, and if we need to do some scouting, we can. Otherwise, Yeah, yeah, guns blazing.
3: Yeah,
4: that sounds good. Brilliant. As you guys make your way across the narrow land bridge that leads out to this island, on either side you can see fish, large, small, in between, moving throughout the water in great schools near the edge of the land bridge. Turtles rise to the surface, grab a breath of air, and head back again. It seems like the waters here are teeming with life. As you get to the end of the land bridge and begin looking over the wagon, you can see that it is very similar in design to some of the Vistani wagons that you've seen before, but there are some pretty key differences. For a start, there's no horses and no hitching post. The front of the wagon has the crossbeam that comes out, but there's no loops to attach um, a horse harness to, a there's nothing to actually attach it to. And the second thing is, well, the crossbeam looks like it's attached to this centralized, almost like a clockwork mechanism right at the very base of the wagon. Um, A lantern hangs over the front seat and you can see a door with some steps leading up to the side. The door is shut. The wagon is this beautiful dark stained wood. No paintings or patterns on it. Most of the Vistani wagons you've come across so far are often beautifully decorated with bright colors of paint. This one is just a beautiful dark stained wood.
1: How similar? Oh, yeah, oh sorry, no, no, no.
2: Gonna... no you go, you go. Okay. Say, How similar is that clockwork mechanism to that cart thing that drove us to the Durst Manor?
4: Yeah. Um. Interestingly, it doesn't look too dissimilar. Do you want to make me a quick Arcana check?
3: Uh, sure. I do want to mention. Oh, sorry, go on.
4: <clears throat> no, no, you go, Tom. What were you gonna say? I was oh, gonna you?
3: say, journals He's getting himself ready for some magic detection and wizardry, wizard wondery. He's gonna cast um detect magic while he's walking over there. He just like lights up his hand, sort of drops it down in front of his face, and his, his iris changes colors as he flicks between the different types of schools of magic he sees.
4: Oh, that's cool. I like that where it kind of like changes like a filter that for is to cool. see the magic. That's nice. I like that. 11 Theo. There's some similarities, but this one does look quite different in some key ways. It looks much simpler, and there's no gemstones mounted in it, which is most of the Arcana tech, the Magi tech that's used in Nostaria in your world, is powered by elemental crystals or, or infused crystals that are essentially the power source and often also the source of commands that might be provided to whatever artifact or magical item is being used. Um, It's all very much heavily based on the giant tech, which is, again, very heavily uses elemental crystals and and tapping into the planes of fire, water, uh, earth, and air. This is very different. There's no crystals mounted anywhere. The clockwork actually sort of seems to be a device to hold this crossbeam in place that then allows it to lift up as if you were to attach horses to it. But again, Theo, as you look over it, there's no hitching posts at all. There's no links or chains. There's no bridle um, mounts. There's nothing for actually to hitch a horse to. Jonor, as you cast Detect Magic and look over the wagon, you do indeed see conjuration magic emanating from, I'd say, not just this central clockwork device. More importantly, the whole wagon is very faintly emanating this aura of conjuration it seems concentrated right down near the driver's seat and this hitching post this um crossbeam coming off the wagon
3: oh this is a fascinating little little bit of magic here someone's made this from nothing this is this this isn't a real real wagon it's been made
4: I would say it's not that the wagon is an illusion, but the wagon is emanating faint conjuration magic.
3: I think it might've been an upgrade to this thing. I um, I go around and I look underneath the driver's seat. I'm, I'm not going through this stuff, but without going in, I'm gonna try and have a peek underneath the driver's area.
4: Yeah, underneath you see the two axles that connect the the wheels. The back wheel slightly larger than the front wheel. Um, there's what looks to be a slight dip uh, in the flooring as if uh, the wagon actually has a lower step inside. The wagon itself isn't as large as a lot of the, the Vistani wagons as well. If someone was living in, in this wagon or if it was it was designed to be slept in and travelled with only really one person would comfortably live and sleep in this wagon. It's much smaller than a lot of the Vistani wagons which are designed to house four, five, six people.
3: There's um? Probably only... There's not many people up here if you know, if there's more than one. I, I, I don't think you can fit many, many folk in, in this cabin. I just sort of announced to the group. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Would you reckon there's All someone right, in well, there? Let's, let's... Hello, you in there? Grinner calls out from the sidelines. Come out if you're in there. Nah, there's no one in there. They didn't call out.
3: All right, well, um, let's uh, let's keep on going um. I walk towards the entrance.
4: You don't look inside the, you don't look inside the wagon.
3: Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's have a look.
4: I'm not, I'm not I telling you there's... what to do, Joe. No, I'm not. You're my boss. I'm not your boss. You're the one who hired me with protection. I'm just sort of wondering why your natural curiosity is not sort of kicking in right now. But if you're respecting yeah, well, people's there's a, there's private a spaces, tower right there. yeah, that's fair. All right, let's go check out the tower first. Then,
0: what I'll quickly do is. Yeah. I'll quickly use my spider climb to just basically like walk up real quick and then I'll peek in because like I can do that I can do that really
4: quick yeah to, to peek into the uh wagon
0: yeah because um yeah I'll even just like yeah I'll just walk up to it quickly sort of scamper up it using I won't like do it you like don't a even you like don't even need to scamper up the
4: windows bit. at eye height you just sort of
0: oh cool tilt, tilt your head
4: back a little bit and you can look inside the window um, the shutters are closed, but you can see through a gap uh, into the interior of the wagon. Would you like to make me a perception or investigation check, please? Um.
0: Uh, let's do perception because it's like one better. <laughs> thirteen.
4: Alrighty, thirteen. As you have a bit of a look inside, you can see that the wagon itself on the inside is is kind of a bit cluttered. It's beautifully maintained inside and you can see there's all sorts of there's a large trunk immediately visible right underneath the window you can see a bed towards the back as well as a small stove small kitchen that's been set up clearly someone has been living here more importantly there's no dust as if a person was here only a few days ago at most as you have a bit of a look inside as well though you can see something hanging from above the ceiling of the wagon near the door it's hard to see what it is but it almost looks like a flask just hanging just above the uh, the top of the door
0: Um, I will say this real quick I know we're going to the wizard's tower but if anyone does go in there be mindful of the flask it's obviously a trap if anyone does go in looks like someone's been living in this
4: Grinner walks around to the and door and
0: goes,
4: recently, Says keep out on it. Someone's written keep out on a sign on the door. Look, says keep out.
0: They're definitely, uh definitely hunkering down on that motive. Obviously, if they want us to keep out, there's
2: something that we want to find in there.
4: Well. Grinner takes the sign off the door and comes. drops it casually. Oh, it doesn't I mean, say keep out anymore. I think we're good it, to go it, in, boys. It could, it could it also also be bunker. that...
0: It could also be that we live in Barovia, currently, and it's a very dangerous place.
2: Then everything should have keep out. Zephoris should have keep out, Zyvalaki should have keep out, <laughs> the wagon should have keep out. In, well, in maybe all they were there, we just didn't see them. Is that yeah, Motory Priest Church should have had keep out?
1: Maybe the entire area had keep out, but we were like teleported past it, so we didn't get a chance to see it. Oh, uh, we
0: went past so the massive keep out sign. Yeah, maybe but... if
1: we go back, we could probably see it.
0: That would make sense. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, we should go back.
2: We, we are trying to. That's kind of the hot no. plan.
1: No, but like to where we came in. Go see if there's a keep out sign.
4: All oh, right. Of course. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we should cross the entire length and breadth of this land one more time, just in case there's a keep out sign. <laughs> that makes sense.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like there's some all-knowing power that agrees with me, so I think, I think I'm right.
0: <clears throat> look, I, th- I, I think that's pretty good logic. I, Thank you. Let's let's sort of continue what we're doing, and you know, when we find our way back there, we'll, we'll have a look. We'll do like a big loop.
1: Okay. Perfect.
4: Now, uh, is anyone going up to investigate the door of the wizard's tower? What would Killian be doing while this is going on?
5: I'm watching everything that everybody is saying, and <laughs> while that's all going on, I've because it's already summoned and I can just click it in and out of existence. I, my blood owl come, appears and just flies up to the highest point and looks in the window.
4: Yeah, as you're familiar flies up to the top of the tower and peeks inside um you can see that the the top floor looks like it has been recently inhabited you can see a bed a desk with a matching chair tapestries hanging from the wall a large iron stove um and as you look in through the the section of the tower that's been partially um melted you can also see like food still out on a table Bit of bread and cheese, uh, as well as what looks like a um, elevator platform that is lowered currently down towards a floor below.
5: It looks like somebody is living here currently. There is food, a bed, some sort of elevator type contraption, but um, it looks like the platform is not on the top floor so it is possibly, possible that it is on a lower floor so the person may have gone out for the day.
4: There's one more thing you notice, Killian. At the foot of the bed is a large bundle of cloth, sheets, curtains that have been arranged almost like a, a floor bed, but circular. Almost like a nest, in a way, made of fabric and cloth somewhere's almost like a dog bed.
5: It also looks like somebody has made themselves some sort of a dog bed, perhaps. Um, so there may be a, a, a guard dog inside.
1: Or perhaps they're just sleeping in an alternative arrangement.
5: Yes. You know, they, they, could, they might not like sleeping in a bed and made the first sleeping on
1: the floor maybe they can't afford one maybe we shouldn't assume that those that can't afford as much as us are just dirty dogs
5: i mean i'm literally looking at the bed right now he's got a wagon um, if you look at killian his eyes are completely glossed over as i'm looking through yeah, oh, the whole tower
2: <laughs> he's, he's a homeowner
4: in <laughs> this economy there's no, no easy feat, he's got waterfront real estate he's got waterfront real estate mate
2: <laughs> house prices in, in barovia have gone through the roof lately yeah yeah yeah.
4: the <laughs> hottest real estate i can i just say that as a parody show i would love to do Selling Barovia as like a parody of like selling the OC, whatever they do, selling Sunset. I'd love to do in costume selling Barovia. Hi there, I've got this fetid swamp here. A number of adventurers have died and their bones have formed some sort of pathway that you can step across. There's a skull right now. Look at that. That is quality (laughs) that you can only find in Barovia. The owner's asking for 23 million gold, so uh, it's a pretty good price.
2: Bank of Strahd has very competitive loans. <laughs> AOS?
4: <laughs> unlike unlike those other vampires at other banks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Here's what they don't want you to know.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: they're all
5: they're all bloodsuckers.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> All right, there we go. That'll be our Halloween special. <laughs> Selling
2: Provian. <laughs> but making the horror campaign less
1: scary. I'd fucking watch that.
4: Yeah. Well, that's. But isn't that a good. Maybe that's how Until April we get falls. to the interest rates. Also, yeah, exactly. careful promising
1: that. We're not far from Halloween.
4: Yeah, and I'm not here for it either. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Well, you're taking that YouTube money and running. Gosh.
4: Oh yeah, <laughs> <life>. <laughs> that's it.
1: You caught me. <laughs>
4: Soon as that thousand
2: subs takes over, he's he's out of here. <laughs> oh, God, I've, I've
4: achieved my life goal. <laughs> I'm running They've away run to. to I'm running away to my swamp in Barovia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Killian, you describe exactly what you see um, from the top of the tower.
3: Exactly what I see. <clears throat> all right, that that wizard's uh, tower door. Do I notice anything about it, or is it? A yeah, door? as you, you as you walk up, up to the
4: door. Jonor um it's very interesting the door itself looks like it's made of iron set into the wood but there's no handles there's no hinges there's a knocker but apart from that there's no other external sign of anything else on the door except for this large embossed symbol a series of connected lines that have almost what looked like stylized pictograms of people around it. And as you look really closely, you can see that carved into the door, the wood above it, is a single word. Karzan. Which language? Uh, Karzan doesn't seem like any language you've heard before. It does sound very similar to the names of... Um, that uh, that um, Nikolai was trying to recall uh, about the the wizard.
3: Okay, guys, I think this is lining up. Definitely the wizard's tower. It's a pre- Tarzan over the top. That's what he was saying. Um, there's no handle on this door. Um, I don't. Do I see any magic on the door?
4: Did you say uh, Tarzan? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what he said. Um, <laughs> here's the crazy thing Jonor as you get up to the door suddenly your detect magic spell fails just pff, sputters out into nothing
3: I I take a step backwards wide eyed that's so like <clears throat> blink a couple of times
4: Well yes yeah, was... seems like the spell has ended <clears throat> and you you don't remember ending it
3: that was some sort of Counter magic going on here. What's, yeah, What is this? Like, I determinately cast detect magic the exact same way. Take a step back, <clears throat> eyes light up, and I take a step forwards closer, just to the see what happens.
4: Ends immediately. The spell fades away into nothing.
3: I, uh, can you can you cast a, a spell on me when I'm standing next to this door? I, I can't I th- cast I th-
1: spells. I, th- I thought we had that conversation where you didn't want me to do that anymore.
5: Also, is that not a waste of resources? I could just send my owl out of the door to see if that gets dispelled. It didn't cost didn't cost me anything to summon
3: it. Oh yeah, we'll go for it. That's that's a better idea. I'll go get the owl. To- I put my hand out, call, summon the bird to land on land on my forearm.
4: Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, yeah, the second oh. the second the owl lands on Jonor's arm and, and gets within five feet of the tower, <coughs> vanishes.
1: So, question, what about Dracob?
4: Jacob does not. Sorry, to, sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. You Dracob, go first. Jacob does not vanish. Okay, good.
0: So when yeah. the bird, or when the owl investigated that upper window... What
4: well, didn't go into the tower, it was sort of flying up around the top, looking in through the hole that was in it. Because okay. I described that on the top floor, there was that section that had kind of been burst in and the, the stone had melted.
0: Yep. Okay, yeah. so it never got within five feet when it was looking through the window?
4: As you reflect on that, Luther, yeah, it didn't look like it got as close, but right, landing okay. right down near the door, that seems to be the closest it's gotten to the tower. And yeah, as soon as it gets within five feet of the tower there's this sudden flush and you watch as the owl just, just winks out of existence leaving behind this sort of momentary flash of light.
2: I don't think I'll be able to turn into a cockroach and climb up
0: Isis so um, I guess we have to go through the door. Oh no. I mean, uh, I, no, can what what's I can always try a window. I can, I'll can i give it a go and I'll, I'll literally start walking up the <clears throat> wall see if that actually happens. Does my yeah. spider claim take effect?
4: Uh... It does take effect. The spider climb would still work, I would say, because it's not its not a magic effect per se. It's more like a, a feature of your anatomy and biology as a vampire, cool. or as a dampier specifically. Yeah, as you, as you start walking up the side of the tower, no problems, you just walk up the side of the tower.
0: like Very quite casually as well as I do it, like going for a stroll. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll get to the, wind, the first window anyway, and I'll have a look... In first?
4: Um. Yeah, as you get up to the first window and peek in through the uh, the window, you can see that the first floor of the tower is strewn with debris. It's crates stacked up near the wall, torn curtain to the south, partially obscuring something beyond. In the centre of the floor, in the centre of the room, you can see this five-foot indentation, uh, roughly sort of square-shaped, but it's been roughly hewn. Um, that attaches to four pulleys, which also then attach to these large iron chains stretching up uh, through a hole in the ceiling. Standing next to the chains, you can see four clay statues. Roughly human-sized.
0: I will say to everyone, um, there seems to be a lot of damage. Something has gone on in there, and quite suspiciously there's four clay golems i don't know much about them myself but they stand out i would definitely be careful of that um i will quickly look to see if like the window itself is like can i open it or do i have to smash it to gain access
4: the window itself is very thin it's only about i'd say 60 centimeters high but 20 centimeters wide um okay we'd have to smash okay, it. it so doesn't it doesn't open
0: Yep, and could I even? I couldn't even fit through that. Then I imagine twenty
4: centimeters. I would say that that no. is a bit much. Yeah, no, you're probably a no, wee, no. Bit, I, uh, no. <laughs> wee bit, bit bigger <laughs> than that. that. Like just even at your thinnest point. No, that's fine. Cool. I think well, you would probably anyway, have to get up to your forearm, and then you'd be stuck pretty much.
0: That's fine. Regardless, though, at least we got some, we got some good intel. I'll, I'll come back down. Um, and yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give any other details. As well that were in the description and yeah join the group
3: oh no this is oh no jonah takes a step backwards he pats his his cloak his pants he's looking for something but my book my book i, I pull up my spell book and i flick through it like really quickly looking for all my spells
4: your spell book is fine
3: <sighs> oh oh that's that's a relief I then go to the other three items I've collected recently. The I grab the coin, the soul coin in my pocket. I also grab fine. one Does it still feel like uh, the dagger. Also fine. And also the the curse book. I touch through my cloak rather than to it.
4: Uh, are you standing? How close are you standing there. to the door?
3: I've fumbled backwards away oh, from the door. Yeah, the, the book's door. still
4: there. So you touch it, you feel the, the weight of the book and the outline against your cloak.
2: Yeah. What if okay. you go clo- I- 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 Jono, if the tower is cancelling magic, maybe we could read the book safely inside
3: its boundaries? Oh oh you're- you, you could be onto something there.
5: It could be like a I mean, um, defensive mechanism, you walk through the door, it dispels the magic and then you're able to cast magic on the inside. Maybe, t- maybe that two, yeah. <clears throat>
3: Yeah. Do we want to decurse it or do we want to anti-magic it? What's the? What, well, I mean, what if it's, it's still fine, want? no.
2: You, you, you. Clearly, if we come back out, the book will be fine. But if we go into the field, open it up, maybe we don't get mad cursed, and then we can see what knowledge it has.
4: Well,
3: do we get to do another important roll? By the way, Owen. Oh you yes, you, you should have done an important roll
4: for the. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes.
3: That's cool. Cool. important to remember. You bloody
4: betcha. What? Oh, oh, 17 and a natural twenty. Holy shit! Oh, you saw some. A, oh, your your, your your session with uh, yeah. Oh my god, your session with Madame Ava, um, really has uh, has empowered your divination magic. And as you <laughs> as you consult the cards the next morning, uh, you see opportunities for good things to happen.
3: Can I? I've seen all.
5: Can I open the door?
4: Uh, There is no handle. There's no uh, hinges visible. There's just the knocker and this strange symbol uh, embossed onto the top. The the lines connecting to these almost like stylized pictograms of a person.
5: Oh, maybe we have to knock to gain entry.
1: Is there a reason we haven't knocked yet?
5: I think that might
2: be a bad idea, just from... Theo sidles up and following the pathway on the door, starts acting out those symbols. Hands in the air, one hand, one hand down, hands out to the side. Oh, hang on, let's. Hang on. I, want to,
4: I want to know which order you're doing them in. Give me a second, let's pull it open.
0: Oh, that's actually important.
2: <laughs> I'm going from the one on the, the the end of the line on the left. Okay, let me the, let me the, do the, this. the eleven o'clock the, one.
4: I'll put the door visible in chat so people can see what you're talking about. Um, alrighty, so talk me through.
2: So, hands up so, like that.
4: Hands up in the air. Yep, both hands up in the air like you eleven. just don't care. One hand down. Which
2: hand? Uh, left. Okay. Yep. Uh, hands out. Hands out flat.
4: Hands out to the sides. Yep.
2: Both hands down. Both hands <gasps> down. Yep. Both hands up. Both hands up. Right hand down. Right hand down. Hands out to the side. Yep. Both hands down.
4: With a click, the door opens.
1: Nice.
4: Pretty much. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. There's a click, and he watches the door slowly opens.
1: <laughs> just, just before I'm sorry. we walk in. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. Real quick. Wave. You all tell me. That we need to be serious some more times and look i think you're right sometimes maybe me being tithla isn't what's needed at the time but you're telling me that we couldn't knock on this door because it was too scary but if we dance then we can just <laughs> walk right in okay is that what we're telling me yes yeah, sometimes I mean, the party some is the way
3: freelance. Look at those dance moves. He's, he's a machine.
1: I don't understand you at all. I'm really trying. I'm really trying. Okay, whatever. Let's just go in, I guess. Well,
2: first well, of all, we need
3: to... I
2: want you, you you his... to. Killian, you're a dub. Go, Killian.
5: I was just going to say we need to see if those of us who can cast magic, if our ability is going to be suppressed while we're inside. I okay. draw my moon touched blade, it glistens with moonlight. And I'm going to poke it through the threshold of the door to see if there's like, you know, it stop. No, the magic stops and then reignites on the other side. And there's like a bit in the center that's sort of like, as if there's a barrier going around the tower as well. Yeah, I'm trying to. That's
4: using a moon touch sword is a really good way to to see it. You watch the second the tip passes the edge of this invisible barrier, the light glistening from your blade immediately dulls, and it looks just like a regular sword. does it
5: reignite on the other side with like a centerpiece in the middle seems
4: seems still dead almost suppressed the magic no longer able to operate
5: it uh, seems very likely that those of us who can cast magic as soon as we walk in here our magic will be suppressed so um, if you have any other way to protect yourself if it comes to it I suggest you (laughs) Absolutely not. Well, the wild, shape might,
0: the wild shape still might work. Yeah, Maybe, we so the description out, of
4: wild shape specifically says you magically assume the shape. Ah, <laughs> damn. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately. I am now a defenseless noodle armed choir boy. Oh
0: no, this is your worst nightmare. This is the worst. physical stats are coming back to haunt you. <laughs>
2: My strength is still good. Yeah, I can still um, rage, damn it.
4: Unfortunately, unfortunately, it does specifically say you magically assume well the shape of. I, no r- one rage likes people that can read, What was oh, that? Sorry? No one likes people that read, okay? Come yeah, on. we hate the literate here. Um,
2: You're elected to and, lead. No, read. It's why my
4: entire channel is called The Lost Archives. <laughs> just hammering yeah, they're lost fact. exactly they're, yeah we don't <laughs> need them.
2: found in being read archives <laughs> that's a yeah. good point The eternally good point. Misplaced. living in the
4: past shit you got me Live living in the now yeah that's true yep you got me um yeah what do you guys want to do as in. the door that's the end of it as the door opens that's, <laughs> that's it as the door opens you can see inside the floor the stone floor is just covered with debris uh, same as what Luther had seen before the four clay statues, standing to attention at each of the chains, the four chains around the center of the uh, center of the floor, are unmoving. The statues.
2: Uh, Jono, how how does the the cursed book go? Is it readable in here?
3: I <clears throat> well, last time we, we did this, um, Tiffly mm. got blown away and tried to speak to us. It's either it's either cursed or, or magic. We can we can figure one of those out right now.
2: Let's give it to Will. I think. Did let's, you? Let's are the crack. Right. Did give you want you. me to read it, or did you want to read it? Uh, is it? I forget if it was intelligence or wisdom that it was assaulting. But I can hold it. No, you're you're kind of banned from the book. No, I I oh. I'll do it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm
3: I'm pretty curious about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna you Good know will handle it.
2: Uh, I? I, I, I cast idea. guidance on on on. On journal, okay.
5: I've uh, made enough deals and cursed curses and all of that to last me a lifetime. I'd pass, thank you. I, uh,
2: God, uh, Godspeed, little little Jono. Good luck.
3: I, in its wrapped cloth, I pull it out <clears throat> and I see probably it was like a grotesque sort of front page there. And I go to touch it. I grab the, the front <coughs> page and go to pull it open.
4: Journal. As you pull open the book and stare inside, you see the pages no longer covered with all of this intricate writing, all of these spells. In fact, most of the spells as you flick through have faded and gone, just leaving behind blank pages. A number of the spells are still there. There's no force clawing at your mind. There's no sudden sense of dread and as you begin flicking through you can see that this looks like a wizard's spell book the presentation of it has changed a bit rather than looking like a professional published book of spells like it did before rather a sinister one but it still looks like it had been very carefully designed this looks much more homemade like a you mean you can see the the binding glue you can see the leather uh holding the book together the leather cover and it just looks like a collection of spells that a wizard would learn there's a number of spells in there that you know there's a couple that you don't and as you flick through and get to the end could you please make me an investigation check
3: I can
4: 20 as you get to the end okay, of the so book you have, you have so diamonds as well you can, to, so you can actually it? bump it up I'd hold them. Cool. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> there we go.
3: And one. that's one.
4: 21. Shit, so, that changes everything. At... Joan, what were we going to do,
3: um, I wanted to say, uh, seeing if there's a certain school of magic and if I recognize the signature or style of the wizardry, I've, I've read many books before, do I know yeah. the author?
4: Um, there's There's actually, interestingly, there's a couple of different schools that this wizard seems to have focused on. You can see that this uh, wizard was clearly interested in illusion magic, in fact probably the, the most of the spells relate to illusion. There's some evocation spells, there's one or two divination spells, and a couple of conjuration spells as well. Unlike the book in its form that you've seen outside, there's not as much necromancy. In fact, there's almost no necromantic spells in this book at all. The closest is a spell called Chill Touch, a cantrip that I think you actually know. Seen it along the way. You've seen it along the way. Yeah, a cantrip you're familiar with. That's the only necromantic spell in this entire book. As you get to the end of the book, flipping through a number of the blank pages, something on the last page catches your eye. And as you flick that last page over folded into the leather almost half hidden is a tiny scrap of paper probably what was once uh what looks like almost like a label and as you peel the leather binding back and look closer you see a single name sergey von zarevich
3: um I would say that out loud, uh, Sergey von Varevich. <clears throat> That's what he would do. It's kind of interesting. But, hey, you get Theo um, Tesla, have a look at this. I can I can see all this thing. Anyone casting spells? Look look at this. We've got a, a whole bunch here, and none of these relate to the necromancy.
2: Yeah, look. I'm not going to lie. The last time I looked at the book, it did not look like this.
4: Yeah, even the outside yeah, book, it's, it's, the outside cover has changed. It's now this leather-bound journal. I,
2: I guess this is what they were, um... What Madame Ava was saying when she said we'd destroy the book if we tried to remove the curse.
3: Yeah, that makes... That does make a lot of sense. Um... Does this, uh... This name... This, have we... Have we come across this one before? Uh, sir? I
2: Zon- uh, don't... Von, von Zarovich, um... That sounds like the guy in the castle Ravenloft's relative. Who? He's the one, one of oh, the opposing. Don't say the
1: name. Don't say the name. <laughs> I tried to trick you. I nearly
2: got you. Or Oof. a descendant of some sort. Oh, perhaps yeah. I mean, th- there was. Madame Walker says there was a, a whole family of them. Did you not? Someone said there was a family of von Zareviches.
3: uh, it'll be something one of the the family i I would say it's very good shout
5: if you were to take the book back outside would it take on its cursed appearance again i'm just wondering if it is actually the book or if somebody may have swapped it out if you've not
3: looked at it recently um I um I would have looked at it before I went in, right? It was still yeah. filthy and horrid, right?
4: Yeah, the book itself is made of this, like yeah, dark leather bound, very professionally with this um or these like almost overlapping um segments, kind of giving it almost like a chitinous appearance at at points on the outside. But now it just looks like a soft leather-bound journal.
3: Yeah, Killian, I've, I've, it was it was um pretty filthy on the outside and like awful, disgusting to look at, and now it's bring it inside. With uh, with an
4: investigation of 21, I do need to give you a bit more information, actually. Sure. As you look through, this is a wizard spellbook. A young wizard, learning how to be a spellcaster. A lot of the spells start off quite simple, and there are notes in the margins where this wizard has experimented, has practiced, has learned, and has changed how they do some of the spells. In fact, uh, one of the spells the light cantrip you can see that they've adjusted it a little bit and made some changes to how they cast it to give a much brighter more focused beam of light rather than this overarching emanating light from all sources kind of approach that it looks like they've been learning originally whoever this wizard was this young mage they've demonstrated an aptitude for magic a natural aptitude. The complexity of the spells increases very quickly as the book goes on, as the journal goes on. And you can see in the margins, the experimentation has increased very quickly. With an investigation of 21 as well, this book is a lot older than it looks. A lot older. Whatever the magic that is bound to it does, it also keeps this thing looking timeless. But now that you're inside this field where magic no longer operates and is no longer able to penetrate, you can see the leather cover of the book very subtly just starting to age, almost as if time is beginning to catch up to a little bit. You can see where some of the pages are just starting to yellow at the corners, the outer leather binding it's it's slow it's not gonna like it's not gonna be destroyed in a matter of minutes yeah it's not decaying on this is gonna take hours but it does look like whatever was happening outside the magic was preserving it now that you're inside the tower this book time is catching up to this book this journal quickly
3: um i'm gonna go to one of the rear pages of the book uh and just on probably a Two inch by two inch corner, where it looks like there's no information written there. I'm just gonna tear that square out, two inch by two inch square square. Yeah. Um, yeah. And wrap that up in cloth and put that away.
4: Yeah. Tear out a small corner of the book. The um, all right, page guys, um, just rips. Russell. Sorry, you go. Great. No, you go.
3: Great. Um, all right. Uh, Those. Aspiring wizard who used to have this book, um, they could just play with the spells. They just approve them in kind of fun and interesting ways. So, whoever had this, it's really old. Um, they're pretty powerful. I think you're muted, Has. Yes, I was.
2: Oh, we should keep an eye out for this Sergei Von, von Zarevich if, if he's relative is still around, then it's possible he is still around, or yeah, it could be a long long, long descendant, maybe. Who
3: knows. Um, Alright, should we just keep on going, then?
2: Yes. Uh, Shall we go inside the the tower?
4: Theodore, as you begin approaching, getting ready to head inside the tower, could you please make me a quick wisdom saving throw? Oh, yeah. Just a quick one.
2: Uh, is this a, a spell effect?
4: Yes, this is a spell effect. Uh, I get advantage. You do get advantage. Thank God I get advantage. Suck Because you are a Natural God, one, God, eight. So happy for the nice. advantage. Seventeen. Theo, as you step up to follow Jonor inside the tower, for a brief moment, movement catches your eye in your peripheral vision. And as you look up, you see a body suddenly falling from one of the upper floors of the tower as if it had jumped out the window. Your body. Your throat has been cut, blood trailing behind you, one of your horns broken. And you watch as your body plummets down and disappears into the waters of the lake without a ripple or a splash.
2: Jonah, had you told anyone about your... I would have heard about your visions in Madame Ava's hut last night. You were there, time. yeah. And yeah. also, me we describing
3: it
2: that. thoroughly, of the event. I think I just saw one of your spooky death visions. I just saw my you body s- flying. You see up me the die? Tower. No, I saw me die. <laughs> where did, where did you die? Off, A- off the top of the tower. Is, is he still up there? Me? No, I'm, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, well, fair point just, We'll go up and save you then <laughs> oh, No I, I fell off the tower i mean, like your lake you look, you look very well For somebody who just fell off the tower <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, that is I just saw it I, My home was broken My body was also broken
1: Do you use some Did sort of ointment?
2: I don't see There's an ointment for that did Father Did Petrovich taught you many good herbs, but I don't think they can fix broken horn hell loft tower. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. It's
4: de- defenestration. <laughs> it stops you being thrown out a window.
0: Um, I wasn't here obviously yet again Hello. last session, but um, when oh, he keeps Tom's... going on
4: about that, doesn't he? Fucking rubbing it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not rubbing
0: it in, <laughs> but like when Tom was um, yeah, telling his like vision. Yeah. What was Madame Eva's response to that? Yeah,
4: she said that they were visions that were being sent to scare you. They were from the other power, not from Strahd, from whatever this other force is. And they're designed to cause fear. They're designed to mess with you. And her opinion is that it's part of a manipulation to have you afraid, to have you spooked.
0: As as Theodore is getting a little bit spooked, I would place my hand on his shoulder and be like, Don't give in to the fear. Remember, we heard about this. They're just trying to spook us, rattle us. We need to stay together as a unit, back each other up. It's working. I mean, <laughs> truthfully, I, I agree, but it is kind
2: of working. It, it, it is very spooky. Do
4: you know what, Tia? We, c- we can make sure that vision do not come true. You said you had a broken horn, right? Yes. Well, come here. I'll snap off both your horns, and then it can't come true, because then you got two broken horns.
2: Well, I mean... I don't think that's a, the best idea I've ever had. Well, it can't heard. come
4: true, then. It's not, if, if I snap off both your horns right here, right now, then that vision all is just rubbish. I think I'll take my chances. Does this comfort you at all? Um,
2: honestly, I think Grinner being Grinner would probably comfort me a little bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well,
4: wow, it actually works. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I know that's not what it's... <clears> damn it.
2: It's <laughs> no. a bit of a bit familiar. It and is. I was like, what would Raph sound like? He exactly, kind of you out of it, really. Yeah,
4: that's exactly what... That's 100% what Raph would say that moment. be like, oh, no, just snap off your other horn and it can't come true. There you go. Problem solved. Yeah. It gives
2: you a much more rational problem to deal with rather than... Spooky. Yeah, Grinit,
4: Grinit, Grinit gives you an immediate problem. Yeah. <laughs> a very, a very <laughs> physical, immediate problem right there.
2: I did not need my, my horn snapped off. I am... I am fine, let's just get in here, let's work out what we need to do in here and...
4: I guess we could also like change clothes or like change what you were wearing, that probably is a bit simpler than snapping off a horn.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll take off my
4: my tunic, it's uh,
2: apparently doing very little to cover up anything anyway.
4: (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who might be confused by that statement, you need to go and check out uh, the character out for Theo again. I only just realised when we were playing the intro how skimpy I made uh, (laughs) Theo's tunic. Does not leave much to uh, much to the imagination. Um, yeah, so if you, if you, it's a good good reason to come and check um, out the character out in more detail. I, I yeah, I, I just wanted to focus on your goat legs so much that I sort of didn't cover up much else. <laughs>
2: we're, we're a bit more liberal with dress codes in the fair Realm. Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: Exactly.
2: So, let's get let's get in there, boys.
4: Antista. Uh.
3: I am. Um, I walk in.
4: Perfect. As you head inside the first floor of the tower, as I described, you can see that the area is very much (laughs) decrepit. It has not been cared for very well at all. The statues that stand to attention, ready to hold the chains, don't move or react at all, much like normal statues as you step in. Um, In the center... You can see the platform is currently lowered to the ground floor.
2: Is there uh, anything else on this floor that looks to be remotely interesting? Make me a
4: perception or investigation check, please? It's d- Theo. I do. <clears throat> 15. There's not a lot else in here. As you have a bit of a look around, you can see that there... Um, there's a few crates as you sort of like peek through the crates that aren't broken open. There's spoiled food. Um, there's one crate that's full of cloth, but unfortunately, there was a crate probably full of fruits or vegetables stacked on top of it. And as they've liquefied and rotted, it's now soaked into the cloth underneath. And as you crack open the crate, and look, it's just this black sludge that has soaked through what was probably once lovely linen sheets.
2: Gross. Yes. Nope. I trot over and down on the, the lift platform then. And-
4: yeah, the lift platform is a lot smaller than uh, would be ideal. As you stand on the platform, uh, Theo, pretty much only one other person can get on with you. Who wants to come for a
1: ride? Okay.
2: I'm kind
3: of useless as a as a wizard and without my magic. I'm kind of scared. John,
2: all I have is my horns and my my
3: horn as i
2: hold up my my song horn yeah. <laughs> i am equally useless so i'll take anyone at this point
1: but i they, can uh, protect you if you'd like otherwise killian's bigger and probably better than i am he's got a big sword
5: i was going to say you know one one of us who is more versed in martial combat should pair up with one who is not so much. Uh, you say two people what? can fit on the platform. Could two people and Tifla sitting on someone's shoulder fit on the platform? Yes,
4: I would argue that definitely. I load onto my shoulders. Ah!
0: Okay, so, all right. Ha- okay, I'll do this first. Actually, um, okay. How about I stay with Joel then? I'll, I'll be. I'll pair up with him and Killian. You can join these two. Does that? How does that sound? And where would the gunner go?
4: I'll just stay down here and keep an eye on these statues. Don't trust them.
2: That's fair enough, alright.
4: Plus, if anyone sneaks up from behind you, lot of all get fucking murdered because no one's paying attention to the back door. You've got to always pay attention to your back door, Tithla. Number one rule no. of engaging with the enemy.
1: Gernot, why are you worried about the collective whole of the statue like Why can't you just be worried about an individual statue?
4: Alright, worried about that statue. He points to the one nearest to you.
1: No, that's the nice one.
4: No, it's not. It's I said awful things about you, Tithla. It whispers. Can you hear Sorry, it? Sorry,
1: you said awful things about me. No, no. It's,
4: it says awful things about you. Can't oh. you hear it? Put your ear up to it.
1: No, Stephen and I are friends.
4: Oh, well, I'm worried about that one then. Points at the oh, next question. Jeremy and me. I
1: are also good friends.
4: <laughs> Our uh, statues, take us up. <laughs> immediately you watch as the statue sort of begin grumbling and yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: their movements are very jerky. And as they begin to raise and lower the, uh, the chains, as they begin to raise their hands up to lower the chain, their movements aren't all synchronized. The edge of the platform, the edge closest to the door rises first by about five feet, causing you to sort of stumble back a little bit before the rest of it begins to rise. Their movements probably were once synchronized, but no longer and as you are raised up through the second and third floors you pass and more and more areas that have just been destroyed and left uh, uncared for dust and cobwebs filling empty rooms the floor excuse me the floor badly rotted and partially collapsed as you reach the top though you can see that the room shows clear signs of recent habitation exactly what Killian had described even though there's a bit of a smell about the place of mould, you can see the cosy bed, the desk and chair, the tapestries hanging on the wall, and in the very centre of the room, uh, just next to the, um, next to the platform is this large iron stove, as well as freshly cut wood piled up on either side of it. Um, what you couldn't see through the window, but now you can see as you rise into the room, is a large statue of plate mail. Uh, set out on an armor stand, almost like standing to attention at the far wall. And as you look up, you can see that uh, there's a wooden chest directly in front of it. Mounted to the rafters high above are the pulleys that are hanging these chains, allowing you to rise up to the top floor. As you step off the platform and onto the uh, the top floor of the tower, um, you can see the, the area, yeah. Clearly, someone has been staying here, not that long ago.
2: Alright, go go back and pick up the other's platform.
4: Uh, The platform, as soon as you step off, begins to lower and then raises the rest of you up.
3: It seems
2: the magic of the platform still works in here, so it's clearly not um, all magic.
3: Maybe some sort of a uh, whitelisting of, uh, you know, the caster's magic, maybe?
4: Yeah, Jonah, as you say that out loud, that's pretty powerful magic, but not impossible, according to your studies. Okay, this is a um, pretty pretty impressive impressive guy. He's
3: <laughs> probably, probably better than me, who is in this tower or was.
2: I just wait around up, up top for the other ones to, to join us. Probably best than setting off something I, I'll regret without people there that can
4: shoot guns. Yeah, it doesn't take too long for the rest of the group to get to the <clears> top, <throat> top of the tower with you. I'm going to say everyone's there at this point. I
2: don't know about you guys, but I'm a bit suspicious of that suit of armor near that chest. I think it's like, obviously, anyone who come in here would be drawn to the chest.
1: Would you like so, me to go and look at it then? Would that make you feel better?
2: Um, No, I think um, you getting killed would make me feel much, much worse.
1: Why Why would I die?
2: Well, it seems... C- c- does this seem obviously trapped, Owen? No, uh, I, I mean,
4: yeah, to yeah, me do you it does, me but I don't know how fear would feel. <clears throat> I will...
1: Should we maybe try saying hello again now that we're up here?
4: <clears throat> Fifteen for your perception. Uh, no,
2: no. I, I rolled twenty for Arcana. Oh,
4: why aren't you coming through, you son of a bitch? There it is, Arcana. Yeah. Um, as you look at the statue, I mean, you you've heard of animated armors. I think you guys have. fought an animated armor, haven't you? The yeah, the dust banner, Yeah, the yes. dust banner, Yeah, you fought an animated armor. That's this so does weary. look very similar as you have a bit of a closer look you can see inside the armour um, the, the telltale signs of runes that have been carved into the inside to allow it to channel magic to to move it and to, to allow it to, to move itself but I mean as you have a bit of a look and an examination of it it doesn't seem active this armour seems deactivated as <coughs> if it's no longer powered by the magic or the magic has failed it's as if yeah. it's hibernating you don't see any signs of the magic currently active you, like if you were to attack this thing you're not even sure it would activate
2: well, that was what I was kind of about to do so guys, I think this might be a suit of animated armor I kind of want to headbutt it any objections
1: I mean, if you really want, I could shoot it with an arrow because you don't have, you know, a bear to be at the moment. And, well, I can do an arrow from here still away from it.
2: That's not a bad idea. I shoot it.
1: Yes. I get to roll something today.
4: You do. (laughs) That's,
1: sucker bitches, a 27 to hit.
4: Uh, That hits. Roll me some damage.
1: Fuck yeah. Here,
4: Here comes the one. Uh, that's a 10. 10, ten damage. piercing damage. <clears throat> Titha, as the arrow <laughs> slams through the plate mail, the armor shifts slightly as a result it's of alive! the force of the arrow oh, and then it's falls okay. still. Then suddenly you watch as light burns within the helm. A hand reaches out, grabs you by the neck, <laughs> and snaps it. No, none of that happens. Uh, the where? arrow From flies where? into. From the... where?
1: I'm I'm a hundred meters away. Ooh. I don't understand. It
4: can't be a hundred meters away. It's a tiny tower. Um no hundred meters you, away. You shoot you shoot the armor, the arrow flies in, pierces through, nothing else happens.
1: Hello, I'm sorry about your armor. I slept. I didn't sleep.
3: Journal's gonna find the most magical <laughs> looking thing in this room and go and have a look at it. If there's no large object that emanates it, I'm gonna look for books.
4: So you're detect magic? Doesn't work up here. In fact, as soon as you enter the tower, that spell has ended. As you have a bit of a look around, though, looking for magical things, there's nothing really obviously magical that jumps out at you. But the desk is, as you said, looking for books. Probably the desk is where you want to have a bit of a peek through. Then I'd say, as you have a bit of a look through um, through the desk, you can see that there is uh, what looks to be a almost. What was probably once a journal, but it has been destroyed by water damage. The desk itself, even though it's being placed underneath this window and the area is being tidied up, the window has a small crack at the bottom and water has seeped through recent rains and ruins this journal. As you have a bit of a flick through, though, you can see a couple of pages were torn out of the back before the water soaked through and caused the ink to run. This looks like it was very recent. The book is actually still slightly damp maybe it rained here last night
3: okay um do i recognize any depictions on the front of the book or just it it looks like a
4: personal journal um small leather bound journal um it just just looks like someone's personal personal journal
3: for sure um nothing really going on up here guys um want to go up again
2: Is this the top floor? This is the top floor.
3: Oh, sorry.
4: No, 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 that's okay.
1: (laughs) Yes, Um, I would love to go up higher. (laughs) I don't think we can,
4: though. The only other thing I'd add, though, Jonah, there is that chest standing in front of the armor. Yeah, I was just
2: about to go open it.
0: Um, Before we go blindly opening it, should we check it for traps?
4: Yeah, sure, by all means. Make me an investigation check, please, or perception. Okay. exception. 22. 22. There's no signs of any wires. There's no signs of any trip lines or anything near the chest. There's no arcane sigils. As you look over it, the chest doesn't seem trapped. Interestingly though, a very strong scent of lavender emanates from the chest. Very strong.
0: I know I... that... So look, there doesn't seem to be any traps. But I... Such a weird tower, no magic and such. I still look at Jonah. Wouldn't mind you just having a quick look over it. Just for any magical <clears> purposes, <throat> because... I don't know about you guys, but I can... I'm getting a, the smell of lavender emanating from within.
2: Yes, I, I did take that as well. I mean, we could always pick up the chest, take it downstairs, and take it outside the tower radius, and...
1: Can I please? Uh walk over to it and perform a nature check on the chest lavender smell absolutely
4: cool i'd say nature or even medicine in this case
1: um i don't think it's gonna matter with the nat one
4: (laughs) natural one six um this chest is actually it's been carved from the wood of a lavender tree you've never seen a lavender tree before but you're very confident that they do exist i mean where else would you get lavender from um of course. the lavender tree is a is a beautiful tree with bright purple leaves very thick strong aromatic wood um well i know lavender yeah exactly that's where you get it's lavender very from. it's lavender a lavender,
1: lovely lavender yeah um but it just makes sense i guess i've only ever seen baby lavender trees
4: exactly yeah you've only seen saplings
1: yeah well i know baby trees
4: yeah sure <laughs> like yeah, broccoli so the, yeah exactly um but for those of you wondering why I'm spouting this nonsense, uh, when people fail checks, I like to say what their subconscious is thinking in these moments. And so, yeah, Tithler, yeah, the lavender tree. This has been made out of lavender tree wood. Um, I mean, you've never seen a chest made of lavender tree wood before. That um, must be a lot of lavender tree wood. And it must be expensive because you don't see a lot of lavender wood about.
1: Naturally. Maybe naturally. this is worth,
4: um, it could be worth a bit of money.
1: Both are.
0: Mm, yes, yes
1: I, uh, I don't think there's much point that we take this outside. this is it's just lavender tree wood. When I say just it's it's very exotic and very exquisite um, but it's it's lavender itself. There's no other magic.
3: Well that's on the outside but
0: the question is what's on the inside? Well I guess the thing we have to think about here
1: that's true. Of a... how do we get rid of lavender smell? Like have you ever had a lavender tea? Maybe if we steep it a little bit, it might electate, it might extract what's within it, you know? Bring forward some of those notes. This is,
4: this is so random, because I'm currently actually making lavender essence to make a lavender mead. Like right now in the cupboard, <laughs> oh, <wow>. not, not <laughs> two meters from me, I have a bottle of lavender essence from culinary <laughs> lavender and vodka currently being made. I just, it's very weird. <laughs> the coincidences in life. Cause this is, this is from the module. This, I'm not, oh, this okay, is a hundred percent from the module. Oh, I'm not changing anything right now. This, this right now, <laughs> the lavender scent coming from the chest. This is 100% in Cursed of R-A-W.
2: tells given it the seal of approval. No, no, no traps from, from Luther. Theo goes and kicks it open.
4: As you kick open the chest, Theo, the chest isn't even locked. <clears throat> kick it open and look inside you see two things the first is a severed human head you can see that the flesh has a waxy (laughs) complexion and almost seems to have this almost like rictus look of fear on its face next to it sitting in the chest you can see a scroll bound tightly do
2: i recognize the face
4: uh, could you make me a I guess this would be a history check because
0: does d- does any of any of us also anyone can me, make do? this check okay yeah I, I think that's fair Let's give it a shot I don't
4: <laughs> alrighty so uh Tithla uh, sorry, no, Titha. That was natural ones from before. Uh, Theo 13, Killian 18, Luther 6. Killian, you've never seen this face before, but looking over it, the way the hair is bound, the facial features, it does look a lot like a Vistani. Um, not one you recognize, though. Luther 6, nah, you've got no idea, just some severed head. Theo 13. This face does look familiar. You swear you've seen this face before, and then suddenly it comes to you. You spoke about this person only recently with Madame Ava and Grinner. This was the Vistani man who first greeted you as you entered Barovia through the mists, and who tried to sell you the secret exit of these lands in exchange for stealing from the Abbey at Kresk.
2: I guess it's that asshole Vistani that tried to trick us when we first arrived here.
4: Oh my god, look. Oh he got he got what was fucking coming to him, didn't he? <laughs> I,
0: I, suppose uh, yeah, so. I forgot Gruna hated him. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy particularly.
5: <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> that explains the cart that
1: is outside the tower.
4: I think he got off lightly, I would have done way worse.
1: What would you have done?
4: I probably stomped on him or something maybe wouldn't have made him smell like fucking lavender, I'll tell you that lot.
1: No, sorry. I, okay, I'm going to explain this to you. The wood itself is lavender tree. He doesn't smell like lavender.
2: Is there, there something else in, is there something else that would smell like lavender in the in the chest?
1: No.
4: It's 100% the head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why would the head... The yeah.
1: wood itself is lavender smelling. The head smells like a dead head, probably. I don't know. Uh, well, um, can I
0: talk yes. Yeah, you good go first.
5: Sorry, I was just going to say, can I do a medicine check on the head to see if the balming stuff that's been used yep. is made and, out loud? And lavender? while that's happening, I'm going percent. to
0: also perception check to see... Because we, we've seen downstairs, like the, the uh, sort of like a combat maybe isn't short sure or some damage was happened.
4: It's hard to know, know whether this is to... combat or whether this is just age. The tower itself yeah. has been around for a long time. Do you want to okay. do you want to make me a, an investigational perception check? And I'll tell you if you, if you yeah. can figure out which is which. Killian, I am also thinking, sorry,
0: just at least like to look for any clues of potential like What's combat or how you? this person has had the head detached because it looks like yeah. they might have actually been in the cart for only, it's only happened in the last couple of days. So. Yeah. Um, I just want to try and clue that together. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd yeah, say investi-
4: investigational perception. Um, Killian, even with an eight, this head's 100% been embalmed. There's no signs of decay. You can see that the head's clearly been preserved. Probably oils were used to stop it smelling. That's where the lavender smell is coming from. There is something else about this, something that seems familiar, preserving a head with an oil that smells faintly of lavender. but you can't quite put your finger on it. But you do get the sense that this this is familiar. You know you know you get the sense that this is not just a random thing. this is there is a reason this was done, but you can't quite put your finger on why that was. <clears throat> Luther 11. It's hard to say, but judging by the general state of the tower, it looks like some of the damage was done to the outside a long, long time ago. Probably in some sort of fight. And everything else is just decay as a result of that. <laughs> Excuse me. And as a result of the time that's passed. But the the, the melted hole in the side of the tower, that is very old that's been there for you can see moss growing over the edges of it you can see lichen that's grown that was hundreds of years ago potentially with the rate of lichen growth it's a very long time ago everything else though a bit more recent like this room much more recent
3: the direction of the damage from 200 years ago say yeah i want to look out where so wherever the damage is i want to look out in that direction directly to see east, where general. did it come from
4: yeah directly east i'd even say from here high up in the tower you can see the hillside that castle ravenloft rises above
3: hey hey guys is that um that the ruler of the land his castle over there Coincidence, it's
0: blown up from that direction. Probably not. Good spot. Uh,
2: well, I would grab that scroll that was in the chest
4: as well. Yes, yeah, so you do you look at it or just grab it out and have a look? Well, I should let me read. That. Do you just grab it out and tuck it away or do you yeah. have a look? No, I'd, I'd, I'd take it out and have a read, see what it's. You- Unfurl the scroll. Uh, arcane symbols uh, immediately are visible on the page. This is some sort of spell scroll. Absolutely. Um, I'd say that probably... Jonor, what spells do you have? Let me have a quick look. You might even immediately recognize this spell if you already have it in your uh, spellcasting book. Let me have a quick peek a I don't think you do have this one, though. You haven't Oof. dabbled much with necromancy, have you, Jonor?
3: I have not.
4: You have not. No, you don't have this spell in your uh, in your book. Oof. That's okay, though. Um, As you have a bit of a look over at uh, Theo, and then I'd say with Jonor's help, there's no point even rolling. You would be able to figure this out, especially Jonor. Speak with dead. Hmm.
2: Well... Guys, I don't think it's a coincidence that this is here, and a head. Reckon we could cast Speak With Dead on the head, and see if it can speak with us.
3: This is really quite convenient that there's a dead person in this scroll right here.
2: it <clears throat> yeah, almost is a... like someone has pre-written everything that's, that's happening in, in this world, and we're all just actors in some convoluted
4: story. Uh, I need you to roll me 1d4. You're going to take some psychic damage as the veil parts the fourth wall crumbles and uh, Theo suffers some psychic damage as he uh, glimpses the eldritch horrors that exist beyond his understanding. Two psychic damage.
5: I think in some cases actors is, is a bit of a stretch.
4: <laughs> Whoa.
5: <laughs> the throne is probably act.
1: I think wonderfully and beautifully perform in front of the many dozens of people. (laughs) Um, I do have a question though. We, we can't do magic here. So if you want to do the spell, should you maybe take it outside? So we don't like, you know, waste the spell.
2: Does that seem sensible? Um, is there anything else in here of interest?
4: That seems to be the most interesting thing in the room. As you look through, there's signs that someone might have been through here before you. Some of the desk drawers aren't fully closed. You can see that the um, bed has quickly been rifled through, or maybe it wasn't made properly. It's hard to say, Um, but it doesn't look like there's much else that's been left behind here. Certainly no items of great magical power, unfortunately. Just this head of this dude, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: well, shall we go outside and
5: talk with this, with this head? Sounds good. Is there is there any paperwork, not magical or anything like that, but is there any paperwork or anything on the desk that might indicate as to who has been staying here?
4: Yeah, as you have a bit of a look over the uh, over the the desk, you can see that mostly it seems to. Report in a very cramped, frantic handwriting style that seems to sort of go off on a bit of an angle sometimes on the page. Observations, descriptions of the castle, descriptions of the people coming and going from it, the people coming and going from Kresk, the people coming and going from Vallaki, almost as if someone was keeping an eye on things. As you have a little bit of a flip through Killian, you can see specifically where it mentions your arrival into the town of Valaki. Uh, it says, one-handed mercenary arrived today. Another adventurer. Party missing. Question mark? Recruit. That's being crossed out. Then there's another section that reports newcomers to Barovia village. Interesting. Looks like not normal transport. Approach with caution. Maybe once they get too Villackey.
3: No, is, is there any like, mention gone? Yeah. Of... Go is there any mention of the previous um, party we were looking for?
4: Uh you have a bit of a search through journal. Do you want to make an investigation check <laughs> with Killian yeah. yeah, Killian and Jonah all together kind of like look through The only other thing I'll add as well, really quickly. Theo and Titha would both notice this. That smaller bed at the foot of the large bed, this sort of like, almost like a dog bed or a nest that's been made. The two of you with your passive perceptions immediately notice white fur that's been shed in the bed.
2: But I've been... Not to draw too many conclusions, but we did meet a man with a big white dog recently in Vallaki.
1: Titha will go up and do a, another nature check to uh, yeah, see if she can identify, recognize...
0: Can I give, can I give help action too?
4: You can um, if you want to, but I don't think you need to. Ah, 21 21's fine. 21, baby! Yeah, this is 100% wolf fur. And interestingly, it even still has that sort of strange cold feel to it that the Winter Wolf had. That Rictavio and you rescued from the town, the, the Winter Wolf that Rictavio traveled with.
1: <clears throat> this is Rictavio's friend, Wolf.
4: Did we ever follow up with Rictavio after we
2: dealt with everything in Valaki?
1: This is Winter's fur.
4: I don't think we did. You didn't the last conversation you had with Rictavio was that you'd meet up with him when when you could, like when you could get out of town, you'd, you'd meet up with him in the woods and have a chat with him. But then, oh, uh, went down.
2: Wait, <laughs> but we completely forgot about the Rittavio. we
0: were meant to meet him in the woods. Um, geez. how about we go outside and we'll do what we were going to do that we discussed? I gave him one of my signal whistles. Look. Bit of a long shot, but I'll sound mine and see if we get a response. There's long a shot. shot. Yeah, these
2: are good ideas. He's a weird guy, it might work.
4: Could. Jonor 24 on the investigation. Yeah. You pull out a page that details very similar descriptions to the two missing parties of adventurers that you're looking for. Um, The Twin Moons and the White Banner for the two adventuring teams. The descriptions match almost perfectly. The um, notes describe both parties arriving in Barovia. Uh, It doesn't detail much about what happened to them, just that they arrived, that whoever it was who wrote these notes um, considered approaching one of the groups uh, in the town of Barovia, but wasn't able to because of and it says here that fucking butler um and then the other group the twin (laughs) moons when they arrived they it looks like they actually headed down to an area called yester hill and you can see a note next to it where rictavio has written lost and certainly dead
3: i convey that information to the body. um Where's a Yester Hill? Do
4: we, do we know that place? I'd say, Killian, you've heard of Yester Hill before, but Theo, you have as well. You were recently told about Yesterhill. Hill. But Killian, yep. you would know Yesterhill Hill is down towards the southwest, actually just south of where you guys are now. A couple of, couple of days' journey from here, maybe two days' journey.
5: It's probably about a two day journey from here. I've n- never had a need to venture that far, but um, not far at all.
4: Yeah, it's a dark place people have warned you to stay away from. Cursed land. It's
5: a dark place people have <laughs> warned
4: me to
6: stay okay, away all from. Okay, alright, alright.
5: That
1: sounds right. very ominous and very original, <laughs> straight from your mind.
2: Is a, a <laughs> did name, so one group went missing at Yesterhill, did, did say it say where the other one ended well, up? Does
4: doesn't even specifically say Yesterhill, just says like they were heading in the direction of Yesterhill mm. lost and certainly dead.
3: And, and the trail of about the first group? No, no. Right. Into Velaki
2: and then uh, no, no further from there. Well, did not mention the butler? Maybe that was the lady Walker's butler. Maybe they ran afoul of her. Oh, the or, or the Baron's butler. Yes, mm, was he Baron's butler? Yes. That
4: was the the so the first group didn't make it any further than Barovia, according to these notes. Oh. The town of Barovia, Sorry. where Ismark and Arena were.
2: Was there, was there a butler there?
4: That you guys encountered
2: well, honestly, that's not very far to make it. That's, that'd be <laughs> that's a bit shit. It's a bit shit.
4: Well, it's it's not necessarily that they didn't make any further. It's just the notes don't detail any more no. of their journey.
2: But well, maybe the priest killed him. Maybe if they drunk that solar poppy slash Valerian root tea, it would have maybe got knocked out.
0: Well, yeah, that's solar lily. <laughs> what um. Yeah, what party was it? What was it? The second party that went to Yester Hill and they were wiped out, apparently.
4: The note, yeah, the note just says okay. that the the group that matches the descriptions of the White Banner were headed to Yesterhill. Hill.
0: Okay, so White Banner. So the ones, the, the other adventuring group are probably the Twin Moons. Twin Moons, just yeah. Say it got to Barovia.
4: Yeah, interestingly, so you know, know that warmth of the Rising Sun, the lucky. Tabaxi, the, was a member of the White Banner, and you recently heard a description right. of a Tabaxi.
0: Well, because I actually asked Killian here and he said he actually had met yeah. the male dragonborn Fenric Sagebark, I think. Yes. From the Twin Moon. So actually, we do know that they made it out of Barovia at least. Yeah. And they made it to Valaki, the And they were yes. on their way to Krizik. And, and they were on their, their way, way to, to the Krizig. So yeah. Yeah. at least we can sort of account for their um, movements.
5: The um, Yesterhill being to the south, is that anywhere near Argonbostholt?
4: Yeah, Argonvoss Hold is slightly—it's much more central. If you imagine Barovia as a large square, if you go to the far western part of the square, Argonvoss Hold is right in the centre. Freesk is sort of above that. Yesterhill's right down the bottom corner. Okay.
5: Is—is is, um, Yesterhill mm-hmm. near where the uh, Amber Temple is? Cause what um,
4: the Amber Temple is central, central south.
5: Hmm. Interesting. I just say that because nobody knows that I know, but.
4: No. no <laughs> exactly right. Hmm. In fact, Killian, I would say that from what you know about Yester Hill, if you imagine where you guys are now, if you were to head south with a little bit of west, you'd hit Wizards of Wine. And then if you were to continue on that same trajectory, you'd eventually hit Yester Hill. Whereas you'd have to go east from here to get to. The Amber Temple, south and a little bit east.
5: But I know that I'm not to go there, so exactly, <laughs> not yeah. To go
4: there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't uh,
5: say you didn't.
4: No, exactly. The the path you'd take is the Solenka Pass. That's where you would travel down to get to. But you're not going to go there, so it doesn't matter.
6: no
4: Alrighty. Is there any you take else?
5: these notes or leave them be. Oh, definitely take them.
3: They would be handy to refer back to if we need to. Shri I'm gonna leave a note saying use your whistle if you want your notes. <laughs> I leave I like that, that on the on the desk so he knows who took it.
4: I like that a lot. Do you sign it at all or just use your whistle if you want your notes? He knows. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Nice. Brilliant. Awesome, okay. As you guys make your way back down the tower and step out the front, you see a woman, long dark hair, curled, braided in parts, standing next to the wagon. As you step outside the front door of the tower, you watch as she lowers a heavy crossbow, the tip of glinting in the sunlight, glowing softly with this slight purple glow. Alright, that's far enough there. Who are you lot? What are you doing in that tower? Why are you following me? And that is where we're going to up for tonight. Ooh! Nice. thank you everybody for joining us I always like to leave on a little bit of a cliffhanger but it'll be a nice one to step into next time thank you so much for joining us it has been wonderful to be back in Curse of Strahd now we are not back with more episodes next week I'm sorry to say you will have to go one week without Curse of Strahd applied directly to the forehead um but we will be very excited to come back yep that's right josh (laughs) we're very excited to come back after that so from all of us here stay safe stay well have a lovely lovely week and we will see you all again really soon avatar legends tomorrow night return of the giants on wednesday night and uh, if you're watching us on twitch stick around because we are going to go and raid who are we raiding tonight josh Corsair's Cove? Yeah, I
5: believe it's Corsair's Cove. They are live right
4: now. Brilliant. I think it looks like they're playing Jackbox, so that could be fun. Might have, if they're doing audience participation with Jackbox, make <clears> sure <throat> we should stick around for that. Um, I'll get that loaded up. Thank you, everybody. We will see you all again really, really soon. But until then, stay safe, stay well. See you again next time.
6: Bye! 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 Bye!